Now, another story that has come across the desk this morning, uh, before we go any further and take more of your calls on this ridiculous situation with these strikes that are absolutely not only crippling uh, the economy of the country, but are now genuinely crippling the health of the nation, uh, is a front page exclusive on The Sun, Crown exclusive, sick Netflix Diana Coffin scene, uh, is what it says, as you see coming down the outside there. Um, Netflix and The Crown uh, have been ridiculed many times in the past because they don't seem to know the difference between fact and fiction. Uh, they sell their Crown series as a drama, but they're kind of always hinting it's a bit of a documentary as well, uh, a docudrama, you might well say, but there's plenty in there that never happened. Then now outraging even their own uh, crew, their camera crew, uh, by saying that they're going to reenact the death of Diana. Uh, they're going to put uh, the actress who plays Diana into a coffin, Elizabeth Debicki, um, and they're going to actually show her lying dead in a coffin. Now, obviously, the first question that struck me was, well, what does Prince Harry make of that? Let's ask Rupert Bell, Talk Radio's royal correspondent. Rupert, a very good morning to you. Yeah, very good morning to you, Mike. I, I'm not sure Prince Harry would like it. I definitely know Prince William won't like it. Um, and I'm sure most members of the royal family won't like it. So um, I think the crown, when the last series came out, you know, there was a lot of um, pre-publicity. Uh, but actually, it, the series seems to have sort of meandered along and actually has not caused much of a stir. Mm. It feels as if, you know, it's a bit of... PR desperation on behalf of the Netflix crown people because I think it feels like the series, while it's got nearer to our time and we can remember it, it it's lost its luster in that it's because it's now actually doing events that great swathes of the population actually remember yes. being around mm. and have their own take. So that's been the problem, I think, with the, the later series, however well they've been done. But clearly, this the, the death of Diana was a, a hugely shocking thing anyway mm. and whether for the family sensibilities they need to be going over it and particularly with you know what William and Harry have said in the past about it um, you you feel that this is a little insensitive and if if the reports are to be believed that members of the cast are uncomfortable with this then that's quite interesting but clearly they know with the crown you have to accept it is Hollywood drama and remember if you watch other dramas you know, you are likely to see similar scenes replicated, but not necessarily with somebody. They may be well and truly um, fact, uh, fiction. This, unfortunately, is faction. That's what this programme is about. True. Um, but, of course, the difference between the reaction of the public and the reaction of the royal family and, indeed, the reaction of Prince Harry uh, is that he alone is the one who's benefiting from a Netflix contract and is making rather a large amount of money, uh, which some might say, uh, on the memory of his mother, you know. And if he is genuinely upset about the way that his mother was treated, about the way that his um, life was portrayed... Um, and how on earth could he sit there, continue to take the checks and go, thank you very much indeed, I'll just bank that. There's another 100 million for the, for the good, uh, uh, good house in Montecito. Um, while they continue to kind of, you know, sully his mother's name. Well, uh, this is, I think, um, another of the hypocrisies that Harry has found himself in. Because he has taken the, the Netflix dollar and significant sums and there's a new series that they are fronting coming out at the end of this month as well. So they are definitely profiting by it. And so that's why it does sit uncomfortably. And he does need to 
uh, maybe cast his uh, feelings on this. But bearing in mind that the um, in recent documentary series had clips featuring his mother with Martin Bashir, mm. which the family said they didn't want to see rebroadcast in any form, again shows that actually he is... Uh, doing things to suit himself here yeah. uh, more often than not, rather than actually take a, a broad picture and say, look what the rest of my mm. family think. They think it's wrong, yet here you are uh, merrily going ahead with it. So, again, it proves that, you know, he, he wants... It's one rule for him and another rule for someone else, and basically he wants everyone, at times, he would see, and certainly from that documentary, that they want to go with with his rule and no-one else's. Yes, well, of course, their story continues, doesn't it? Because we now know that not only is he going to give an interview over in America uh, to somebody about his new book that's coming out, he's now going to talk to Tom Bradby, uh, who's been a mate of his for a long time. When are we expecting to see that? Well, it, the book's due to come out on January the 10th, so I imagine uh, it will be over the next uh, couple of weeks mm. or so that we will see it, um, probably near after Christmas, maybe after the New Year, uh, just in the build-up for it coming out on January the 10th. I'm sure there'll be a big splash about it, and it will be very interesting to see what Harry's got to, to say when he's asked, uh, and as I said earlier, in a way, he's hopefully the journalist will ask proper questions of Harry so that he doesn't have a free pass. And then actually, you might actually see a, a, a true representation of what was going on rather than just saying it, it is a glorified puff and agreeing with everything that he writes in the book. Now, I don't know what's in the book, but cl clearly it's his side of mm. events. But if Tom uh, Bradbury or Anderson Cooper have a view that something uh, needs to be questioned, then they, they should, rather than at the end of it, having said, well, you'll only ask me about this and nothing else. Yes. Well, I mean, and that would be a pleasant change, wouldn't it? It's not normally what they go for, so we'll see whether or not that uh, that happens. But one of the things that people have said uh, that has been a result of Harry and Meghan's constant whining and constant telling of their story and their truth uh, is that there's a certain section of America uh, which has now become convinced that not only is Britain a racist country, uh, but that the, the royal family should actually be done away with, according to a piece uh, this week in the New York Times. Well, this is the problem. This documentary was always designed primarily for the American market, which won't understand and won't have followed the story in the, the way that the, we have followed it, followed it over in this country. So therefore, they've just got a sort of pot, potted version and a one-sided version, and they believe everything that they've seen in this documentary to be absolutely true. Mm. And that's the problem with the documentary. It is so one-sided and clearly you can pick holes in it at various times, but obviously with the news about the racism angle and the problems with the Commonwealth, obviously have been highlighted in this article in the New York Times, um, which has in, had history in this respect, but you know we know the press uh, is, is part of the problem in the eyes of Prince Harry, but obviously in this case, they're probably quite happy with that article that has been put out, but mm. it's really a reflection of how they thought the Netflix dra documentary would play to American audience who are, are not quite as uh, engaged in it and see it for what it, they think is this is it and, and the truth and the whole mm. truth.
Yeah. I mean, again, as I've said before, you know, Britain used to be portrayed as this kind of rather Victorian cobbled street kind of gas lights, gas lit, uh, um, you know, street lamps and fog and Jack the Ripper style kind of, you know, history. Now they're portraying it as this kind of, you know, horrendous, you know, theme park full of racists and, and colonialists running about kind of beating people uh, dressed in native costume to death. I mean, it's a very odd way the Americans view us, isn't it? Uh, yes, but, you know, until they start casting stones, they should stop casting stones in our direction <laughs> because, as you know, America is a country that is riven with its own racialist oh, issues. Yeah. So, so in a way, yes, no one's denying that we don't have issues, but we are pretty... Uh, we are reasonably cosmopolitan, but clearly there are issues, and there are great issues in this country, and you're talking about them uh, non-stop on the programme, yeah. of the strikes and everything else. So... When no one's saying this country is perfect, and it's a long way from it, but uh, I, to go with that article, that that's just doesn't seem a true representation, and certainly not a true representation of the way the Queen wanted to approach her links with the Commonwealth, because she was a passionate advocate for all things Commonwealth mm. and helping those countries um, to sort of move on, and was never going to stand in the way of any country who wanted then to sever their ties with the monarchy. She understood. And, you know, there are those pictures of her dancing with the, in the president of Ghana back in 1961. You know, unheard of, probably, mm. in the time. So to say that the Queen um, or the, the institution is racist, look, it's had it's got its issues and no one's suggesting it's perfect. But... To say that it has huge racial issues within it, I'm not sure. And particularly when you consider that when Meghan arrived on the scene, the wholehearted support was there for all to see and embraced her arrival. Unfortunately, uh, the reasons that we you know, have not come out in the documentary, but we sort of all understand, somehow there was a great sort of personality issues within her and the royal household, which led to the breakdown and the sort of paranoia that mm. Harry and Meghan have had now about the way it happened and, and became increasingly paranoid that they were the persecuted too. And I'm not saying they haven't got a side of the story, but the story we saw in the documentary was a one-sided one. It was indeed. Rupert, very good to talk to you. Thanks very much indeed. Rupert Bell, uh, their talk radio's royal correspondent with the latest from La La Land and the Montecito Massive, for heaven's sake. Uh...